welcome to the Hold Nothing Back podcast. My mission with every episode is to relay information on training, nutrition, and mindset that I wish that I had when I first started my own fitness journey. If you do like the podcast, don't forget to leave a review and let me know on the Hold Nothing Back Instagram. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to the Hold Nothing Back podcast. So today we're going to be talking about sleep. Um, why is sleep important? It's important for the obvious reasons of recovery. Um, so for people out there that are bodybuilders, this is where your protein synthesis is going to really occur in the release of uh, human growth hormone. So this is kind of where I would like to say like you're actually building muscle in your sleep. Um, and sleep is also important in disease prevention. I feel like sleep and stress are the big two in diseases, chronic diseases. So we want to make sure that we're managing stress and sleep as well. Now, unfortunately, I'm no sleep doctor, um, but I have attended a lot of online seminars on sleep, and I've also been doing my own research because I do have a past of insomnia, which I will get into right now. Um, So what happened with me is I got my wisdom teeth out, and I ended up having uh, four rounds of antibiotics. This was about uh, almost two years ago at this point. So what happened was, is I ended up developing a lot of gut issues. Um, And as we know, or I hope you know that the gut and the brain and the nervous system, everything is really tied together. So when I was having the stomach issues, it definitely triggered anxiety. Um, I started getting rashes all over my face, which made my anxiety worse. And then I ended up having trouble with sleeping. So what happens with insomnia is the more that you can't, fall asleep, the more you get anxious about trying to fall asleep. So it's kind of like this endless cycle of being afraid of going to sleep because I know I'm not going to sleep and then actually not sleeping. And the more that this happened, it just got worse. So it ended up being a good like two two weeks of not sleeping at all. Um, and at that point, my body kind of started to shut down a little bit. Like I just felt really lightheaded all the time. Um, very inflamed and just really irritable and just very anxious. Like every day I would have a panic attack. Um, So I tried supplementing with uh, valerian root. So just like all natural methods, also melatonin, but I was still having issues. I still wasn't really able to go to sleep. Um, And this is like the worst feeling because like I said, like it's like you start getting anxiety about it and then the more you don't sleep, (laughs) the worse it gets. Um, So it didn't really get that much better until I actually got my puppy. So um, for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, I have a puppy. His name is Gone after Hunter Hunter. Um, and when I got him, I ended up having to take him for walks in the morning to go to the bathroom. So he would wake me up around 637 when the sun was rising and I would take him out to go pee. And then I started being able to get more tired at night. Um, and looking back, like I didn't really know what I know now about circadian rhythm and the way that light really plays a role in you getting tired and producing cortisol and then inversely producing melatonin, um, which I'll get into in a second. But yeah, so that was like the biggest thing for me is just being outside more and waking up and going outside and not jumping on my phone right away. And it's been over a year now, and I can honestly say that I have no sleep problems. Like, I wake up every day regardless of having caffeine, and I feel energized. So 
Before I get into how to really master your sleep, I kind of just want to go over the other sleep problems that you could have besides uh, anxiety or, you know, my special case where I was on a couple rounds of antibiotics and it kind of just messed up my body from there. Um, So other sleep problems are like sleep apnea. Uh, So this is where um, people commonly know this as like snoring, loud snoring. Um, And there are three types. There's uh, obstructive, central, and then mixed. And I know that obstructive is definitely the most common, but in all three of these, people left untreated um, stop breathing repeatedly during their sleep. Um, So of course, this plays into the role of you need to have sleep at night. So you want to make sure that you're not having the sleep apnea. Um, I don't know. Actually, I will say, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I did hear somewhere that you can put like tape on your mouth and and see if you like wake up in the morning and you still have the tape on your mouth. But I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll have to get back to you guys on that one. Um, but all right. So besides sleep apnea, um, there's also like alcohol is definitely going to disrupt your sleep. Um, anxiety, like I said, and then disrupted cortisol patterns um, or just uh, kind of out of whack circadian rhythm. So um, this is where I'll get into the actual cir- setting your circadian rhythm because this is the thing that was absolutely huge and pivotal in me being able to master my sleep. So um, the circadian rhythm, I'll define it for you real quick, is just uh, the internal process that regulates the sleep wake, uh, the sleep-wake cycle. And it repeats on each rotation of the earth roughly every like 24 hours. So it's kind of just our internal clock as human beings. Um, which is really cool that we're just, you know, so primal. But anyway, so uh, in order to set this is you want to get real sunlight in your eyes when you're first waking up. So this is when you want to time it with the morning sun so that you get that first bout of cortisol. Now, some of you, if you have listened to my other podcasts or you see my content, you might think that cortisol is kind of like a negative thing. Cortisol is not a negative thing. It actually allows us in the morning to um, have that awake response, to be alert and to be ready for the day. Um, and this is where in the morning, a lot of people are more are most productive because of that high cortisol. Um, and then ideally, you want the cortisol to be highest in the morning, and then you want it to taper in the evening. Um, and this has an inverse relationship with melatonin. Melatonin is going to rise at night to help you get into a more sleepy state. Um So, like I said, you want to get real sunlight in your eyes when you're first waking up, Um, but research has actually shown that it's 50% less effective to view light from inside a window. So it's much better to go outside. Not only that, but um, being able to go outside in the morning can actually reduce effects of SAD or seasonal affective disorder. Um, And there's studies to support this just because not only the light exposure, but also just the vitamin D from the sun. Um, So... I highly recommend, even if it is cold outside, like I live in Connecticut and it is freezing. Actually, this morning it was 19 degrees, but I still got out of bed. Uh, The sun was outside. I still took my 10, 15 minute morning walk um, and it was so worth it. And it's honestly, as long as you bundle up, um, it's really not that bad. So I definitely highly recommend getting outside in the morning. Um, And so this has also been shown to help with blood pressure. Um, when getting cortisol or getting light exposure early in the day, uh, far away from melatonin pulse that you get later in the day. Um, So yeah, so highly recommend this. And one more thing that you can add to your morning, another tip that you can try out is to have caffeine two hours after waking up so that your body isn't dependent um, and 
to have that awake feeling. Um, and I can tell you that I went 30 days without caffeine. And this is when I was really set on making sure that I was on a specific routine with my sleep schedule. And I can tell you, I didn't even need the caffeine just because my body was so used to waking up at that time. And this comes to another point, um, which is that light is probably the most important regulator, or actually it is the most important regulator um, in setting your circadian rhythm. Um, but sleep timing is a very close second. Um, and so it's actually recommended to try and keep the variation of the time you wake up and fall asleep within 30 minutes each day of the year, like as a routine. So um, one thing I would recommend is like, Midnight is midnight for a reason. It should be in the middle of your sleep um, kind of schedule. So I would definitely recommend trying to get to bed close to like sunset, like maybe a couple hours after sunset around like 9 p.m. or and then waking up um, around like 6 or whenever the sun actually rises. So now that we kind of talked about what you can do for your routine and what you can do in the morning, um, I want to talk about avoiding bright light at night. So I know blue light glasses or the blocker glasses are very popular now. Those are great, but blue light is not the only thing that you want to avoid at night. Um, you definitely want to avoid any overhead lights. Uh, there are There have been studies that show that overhead lights compared to lights that are kind of lower in your view. Um, have more an effect on your sleep. Uh, not only that, but social media, I've found, at least for me, can cause a little bit of a stressor that I don't even realize. So I try and stay off of my phone or off of any like stressful TV shows around that time. Uh, what you can do is you can light candles. This is specifically for like people that have a really, really hard time sleeping. I wouldn't say it's very realistic to shut all electronics off and to shut all the lights off every single night, but if you really need to work on resetting your circadian rhythm, I would recommend maybe just picking like three or four nights a week and just going by candlelight for that for that night. Out of the way, uh, I'm just going to rattle off a couple of more tips that you can implement into your own routine. So the first one would be to reserve your bed for sex and sleep only. There shouldn't really be any stressors upon falling asleep, and you should associate bed with sleep only, sleep or sex, um, besides like any other relaxing activities, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but an example of someone who doesn't associate their bed with sleep um, is someone who can easily fall asleep on the couch, but then when they go up to go to bed, they feel wired and tired. Um, just because their body's like, okay, it's we're in bed now. It's time to scroll on our phone and do all of this. So definitely, definitely reserve your bed for like a sleeping sanctuary. Another quick tip for you is to make sure that your body is cool when you're going to bed. Um, if you're too hot, then it'll totally disturb your sleep. Or I know for me, there's been so many times like in the summer when I was living at home with my parents and they were too cheap to put the air conditioning on. <laughs> so it would be in the middle of the summer, no air conditioning, and I would just be tossing and turning all night. So make sure that you're in a cool, comfortable space. Um, I, I actually, I also like to use my fan. That's a big one for me. Um, another thing that you can do if you feel like your sleep disruption or your inability to sleep is due to anxiety is to try journaling before bed to do a brain dump. Um, this is really huge for me and, and huge for a lot of my clients that have anxiety because a lot of the time you're in bed and your mind is just racing about everything that you have to do the next day. 
So I always like to make a to-do list for the next day and I'll keep that list by my bedside with a pen and paper, especially when I'm really stressed so that if I do say I'm like half asleep, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot something. I can literally just pick up the pen, jot it down real quickly, and then it's completely off of my mind and I can go back to trying to fall asleep. And then also in addition, if you do feel like anxiety is a big one for you, um, I wouldn't recommend supplementation as the first line of defense, but if you do need the extra support, I know that uh, Relax from New Ethics, which has um, ingredients like GABA and melatonin, that is a really good sleep aid, and it helps you not only fall asleep, but it has ingredients to help you stay asleep. Um, and they also have a product called Cordy's that I've used and I use with a lot of my clients for those that are just um, chronically stressed. For example, I have one girl who um, is like a biology major, and so school is a really big stressor for her. So upon um, midterms and finals, I'll have her increase her Cordy serving to kind of reduce that high cortisol at night. I also have implemented with myself and the other clients that struggle with anxiety a 4-7-8 breathing technique. So what that would be is a four-second inhale through your nose, expanding your stomach, um, a seven-second hold, and then an eight-second exhale. And to make that even better, what you can do is you can actually stimulate your vagus nerve to get into an even more relaxed state by um, if you so if you were to put your tongue at the the roof of your mouth and you slide it backwards a little bit, there's that like squishy little area there. <laughs> I hope you're doing this with me. There's that squishy little area there, and that is where you can actually rub your tongue on it, and it simulates a vagus nerve, which kind of triggers a relaxing feeling. So you can do that, and that long exhale of breathing puts your body into a rest and digest mode rather than a flight or flight mode. And this is something you don't even have to do during bedtime. You can do this throughout your day, and it'll, one, help you um, with breathing through your nose, which nasal breathing is always better than mouth breathing. I won't get into that for episode for this episode, but it is. Um, but it'll also help you, um, if you're experiencing stress throughout the day, kind of just take a second, relax, and then lower your heart rate. Um, because being in a stress mode all the time is definitely not good for you. <laughs> like I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, stress and sleep are the two big players in chronic disease. Now, the last little tidbit I'll give you is to try consuming consuming uh, slow digesting carbs and proteins before bedtime. Um, and the carbs have actually been shown to aid in the production of serotonin from the brain to kind of give you that relaxed feeling to be able to go to bed. Uh, and then the protein is just there to be slow digesting and to allow to support the protein synthesis throughout the night. Um, so that's pretty much all I have for this podcast. Um, I will say that uh, a lot of the information I've gathered besides the seminars that I've attended have come from the Huberman Lab podcast that I think I've mentioned before, and then also the online sleep coach who you can find on IG, just searching the online sleep coach, which is his Instagram handle. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all that I've done for my own sleep and then for a lot of my clients. Um, and I would just say like, if you're someone who wants to take their physique to the next level, but you don't have your sleep down packed, or you find that you're not sleeping maybe like four out of the seven nights of the week, um, you definitely want to fix that first because if you did do something, so let's say like as extreme as like a diet or just um, or a competition prep, 
you're not going to be able to make significant progress. I can tell you that right now because you're not going to be recovering. Your body's going to be stressed out. Um, and it's just going to be a shitstorm of effects. So definitely put these practices into <laughs> I'm going to say put these practices into practice. Put these tips into practice. And uh, if you did like this podcast, tag me on Instagram so that we can share the message because I know a lot of people struggle with sleep. And then also leave a review in the comments because as I've said a million times, once I hit 50 reviews, I will be giving away a free month of coaching. So just make sure to leave your Instagram handle there. Um, But yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and have an amazing rest of your week. episode make sure to leave a review and share to social media and if you are interested in hiring me as your coach head to www.holdnothingback.net to apply